1: Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. My name is Dave Rinkiel. I will be your host as usual for the next hour. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Lions are in the playoffs.
0: It's uh, 11 years of Brent Edmond should come in in one game.
1: 11 years, a lot to get to there. That is actually Johnny P. that you are hearing. Blew in from the windy city of Chicago, and he's here to join us for the Day After Christmas show. Great to have you on the show, Johnny. Yeah,
0: caught a strong gust across Lake Michigan to get here. <laughs> And I'm backing better than ever, ready to get going.
1: Well, that's you know, great to hear, Johnny. Hope everyone out there had a very merry Christmas. Again, obviously, Christmas was yesterday, and I think every Detroit Lion fan or just fan of football in the state of Michigan got a great Christmas present here on Saturday with the Detroit Lions defeating the San Diego Chargers in an absolute beatdown. Thirty-eight to ten is your final score. Again, the Lions are clinching their first playoff berth since 1999. Matt Stafford was absolutely electric throwing for 29 of 36, 373 yards. Absolutely incredible performance for Matt Stafford. Calvin Johnson doing what he does best. Caught a 14-yard
0: touchdown pass, had 104 yards in receiving. A huge 41-yard bomb. Huge bomb. Just First a, play of the game to yeah. s- get things started. It, I mean, absolute uh, domination really. First half and second half, which is something that the Lions you know, have struggled with throughout the year, was putting together two good halves. And they were able to do it today, even when uh, San Diego started to get a little momentum in the third. Yeah, no, exactly. From the get
1: go, the Lions came out the gate hungry, and yeah, I mean they just looked great in the first quarter, getting up ten nothing. I mean to think, I mean, and I, you know, I picked the Lions to win this game last week, but at the same time, I thought this is going to be a very difficult game against a hot Chargers team coming in, having won three games straight, you know, fighting for that chance at winning the AFC West, and to hold the Chargers to zero points. In the first half, twenty-four to nothing at the half. In my opinion, was even more impressive than their offense. Yeah.
0: honestly. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, anytime you are going up against a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, who is you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, maybe not in that top top tier, but right there below him. Yep. It's uh, it's always impressive, and they were fighting for their lives. You know, I mean, he had Vincent Jackson out there playing uh, basically on one leg, and <laughs> you know he wouldn't have been out there if they weren't you know getting eliminated with a loss. Without a doubt. So it was it was very impressive that first half. Holding on, i got to give credit, honestly, I think just the whole defense, but our cornerbacks in particular, Chris Houston and Eric Wright, really Without came through, shut down those receivers. No, yeah. he, he, they looked great. I mean, the secondary looked fantastic. You look
1: at the front four. I mean, Cliff Averill, an yeah. absolute beast. I mean, that four-yard, one-handed, just reading the screen perfect, right? Abs- Jumps up. Man,
0: absolutely incredible catch to, you know, haul that in on short yardage like that, and then, you know, easy little jog to the end zone for him, which was great <laughs> to top it off. No,
1: simple little jog. I mean, you know, this season, uh, you know, a team now 10-5, and five, one week left. They'll be going to Green Bay here next week to close out the season. You know, I mean, I saw this team at 8-8 eight and eight before the season started, or 9-7. and seven. I-, I wavered yeah. uh, between both of those, but to be 10-5 and five and... You know, yeah, they haven't beat the best teams in the NFC this season. Looking, you know, the Saints, you know, or obviously the Falcons, true. the Packers, but at the you know in the Niners. But at the same time, the resiliency of this team, and in a week where you know the Lions. You know, it's been a long time, obviously, since they've been on the stage of being able to clinch a playoff berth. Yeah, to have two games to have a chance to do it. It's
0: it's absolutely true, and to take care of it in the first one, yes, which is the the hallmark of a really good team. Yeah. You know, you're at not, home, not waiting, not falling back because you know you have that that extra game in the hole to to deal with if something goes wrong. Yeah,
1: without a doubt. And you know what? Finally, you know, like you said, played a full game, played two solid good halves, and you know, doing the things better. That they had fumbled with all season
0: penalties. Yeah, absolutely. Been a problem the whole year. Huge and, problem. And, yeah, change that up. What, three for eight yards? Three penalties for eight yards. I don't even know how they got to that number
1: practically. <laughs> it is it
0: is ridiculous, but, <laughs> but I'll take it. You, anytime you're under 10 yards of penalties, you've had a very
1: clean game. And it was a clean game all around. I mean, the Chargers only had one penalty for 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Yo, this was a clean football game. Yes, the Chargers did have two turnovers, um, you know, two picks thrown by Phillip Rivers. But on the penalty side of the ball, the Lions did not turn the ball over once. Stafford yep. threw an 81% completion percentage.
0: That's really the thing that for him stuck out the most to me. I mean, this is a guy who throws downfield a lot, which tends to lower that completion percentage. It's not like he's dinking it off to backs for, you know, 10-yard gains screen and stuff pass, like screen that. pass, yeah. Yeah, so... That's really amazing. It shows that he's just on his game right now. That all those hand injury issues that he was dealing with earlier in the season seem to have cleared up, and he's just uh, he's on fire and really locked into all of his receivers right now. Spinning the ball around a
1: lot. He's yeah. I mean, he's at, you know the last four games he's averaged 350 yards. Yeah, in passing, which is incredible. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, and listen, don't get me wrong. I had doubts on Stafford, but not on his talent ever. No, he was always about can he stay healthy. Absolutely, that was all it was with me with him.
0: It's always always been the question with him, and this year he fought through minor injuries, you know that maybe in years past might have kept him out, but I don't know, I don't want to say that, but it's certainly been a lot better with the health issues for him. No, without a doubt, I mean it's been
1: a lot better, and I mean again, you even look at our running game. I mean defensively holding the Chargers to only seven yards in rushing, uh, you know that's a very good job. You know Ryan Matthews, Tolbert, obviously both not at one hundred percent. But at the same time, I think that's a good job where you've seen the Lions struggle, really stopping
0: teams with the run this season. Lions himself getting 87 yards. Absolutely. That's where they need to be, you know. With the way that this uh, passing offense is going, the way that the league is going in general, Mm -hmm. you don't need to have 125 rushing yards or something like that. But you definitely got to have that balance of 80-plus to keep the defense on their heels so they can't just... uh, You know, go back into pass defense all the time. Always
1: drop. Yeah, always drop the safeties. Always drop everything. I mean, Kevin Smith, obviously him as well, not playing at 100%, but still 49 yards, 15 carries, did score a touchdown, uh, reception touchdown as well. So, you know, obviously Kevin Smith still doing enough for us. Maurice Morris, you know, 22 uh, yards on the ground, five carries. You know, Nate Burleson has a little one. Matt Stafford had a few scrambles. But uh, nonetheless, obviously the running game, You need to at least get this many yards, I think, yeah, really to give yourself a good enough shot to win.
0: Yeah, it becomes more important in the playoffs. Yes, certainly. You go up against a lot better pass defenses that aren't going to give you these wide-open holes sometimes. So, you really need to be able to pound out these first downs when you got third and short. That sort of stuff is where it really comes into play. Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, real fast, a couple other
1: key guys, because I want to, I'm just kind of moving down the team. This is like a season congratulation, I'm yeah. basically doing. Sure. Again, Calvin Johnson, four receptions, excuse me, not 104 yards, but 102 yards. Again, that 14 yard touchdown uh, grab and the 46 yard bomb that, you know, really kicked the, you know, the Lions blew the gate open. Yes. Right there. Nate Burleson alone, he had 83 yards, six recept- receptions. Brandon Pettigrew, a tight end who, I mean, really resembles kind of Calvin Johnson in size and in stature.
0: It, yeah, he's really come come through a lot of times for us with just a ton of grabs, you know, getting those, uh, those medium range passes in the middle of the field. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, nine receptions this
1: game, 80 yards, one touchdown, you know, was targeted 10 times. Now in Lions hit you know, franchise history, he has seventy six grabs on the year. That's the most ever.
0: Most ever for a tight end, yeah. Most ever absolutely. for a
1: tight end, you know, with Detroit. And, you know, that is great to see a very young kid like this who, you know, had absolutely. problems holding on to the ball. Yeah. That was Pettigrew's thing with me. He could not hold on to the ball well, dropped too many passes in those short reins, those yeah. little slant routes, he's doing a lot better now He's actually running in space.
0: Nine of ten, yeah. that that, that goes to show. And he need a good tight end in in the way that the NFL works. If you look at the top teams, they all have good tight ends that they can rely on and go yeah. to all the time. So. Yeah, Dustin Keller for the Jets. You know, yeah. I mean, there's Jake
1: Ballard, Jimmy you know, Graham,
0: Jimmy Graham for yeah, Drew, New Orleans, JerMichael Finley, all these sort of guys. Yeah, they're, they're all
1: out it's there. It's in important position. Yeah, Scheffler adding 47 yards mm-hmm. through the air. Titus Young 39. Stafford moved the ball to everybody. Yeah, and that's the one thing because you know what? Yeah, you want You can put double coverage on Calvin, but you're leaving somebody else open that Stafford is yeah. going to hit. Yeah, and that's got, fine.
0: They got three or four targets out there on every play. That are that are you know quality football players, quality receivers. No, without a doubt. And again, yeah, Chris Houston, great job with this pick. Cliff Aver with his
1: demonstrative interception yep. there. And how about some how about some credit to Justin Durant? He was all Justin over the field. Durant was a monster. Eleven total tackles, eight solo ones, a sack. He you know you know a hit on the QB. He
0: was a beast. Yeah, he was absolutely everywhere. He he was really doing a great job. Um, I think one of the first plays of the game. He had a nice pass defense on a screen pass. It looked like everybody got beat on and got in there and and was able to knock that ball down for an incomplete.
1: No, exactly. I mean, really all around, congratulations to the Detroit Lions. Congratulations to the Detroit fans. Uh, You know, know, this is a franchise we all know that has dealt with futility for a decade, a whole decade. At least. At least. You can even say, okay, we made it in 99. We didn't do anything with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... It been a long time since you had a team that you really thought was had any sort of chance at really contending. Yeah, and maybe we're a year away from that, but it's time for us to start looking at you know becoming a contender and making noise in the playoffs. Exactly, and you know that's the thing. this team has had a franchise type year.
1: I mean this team has scored 433 points this season, second in team history, and they are only three points behind the franchise record in 1995. Okay, this team yep. is scoring lights out. Absolutely, fifty-two touchdowns, franchise record, franchise record this season.
0: Yeah, and I remember that ninety-five year. I think that was when Barry broke uh, two thousand. Yep, two thousand seventy-three. So that was an impressive season. I, I watched that all those games as a kid. And I was glued to the TV on Sundays. Uh, so yeah, to be anywhere near that team as far as the offense goes, and with probably a better defense. Yeah, it's really our time to. To look ahead and, and not be satisfied with just making the playoffs. Exactly, and I think that's
1: the important thing. Yeah, you've made the playoffs, and that's fantastic. But, you know, I think Jim Schwartz has his team focused, realizing that we still have to be just as hungry. I mean, you look at how many points they've averaged this season, 28.9. Again, that's a franchise record they broke from 1952 this year. Yeah, Their offense is so proficient, and I think the defense, Justin Durant, he's been injured a lot a lot of this year. A lot of key guys at times, you know, even yeah. Luis Delmas,
0: Guys going down. Chris Houston was out for a little bit. Chris Houston, a a bunch of problems on the defensive line. Even though the line's been great, it hasn't been what it could be because guys have been missing games.
1: Yeah, guys have been missing games. I think, you know, defensively, they're really getting to the forefront. They're really getting there. They're getting healthy. They're getting healthy. At
0: the right time of the year, the defense is coming together.
1: Yeah. And now we're talking about the game ball. Dominic Riola, they asked him about it, and he said in regard to William Clay Ford, quote, we gave him the game ball. He didn't really say much. We just broke it down with Ford tough, end quote. And, uh, you know, that's good. You know, it's nice to see a man. I know he's only – I've had harsh, harsh criticisms. That's true. Of Will Ford. I'm not going to pretend I didn't because I definitely have over the years. But at the same time, you know what, you you made your mistake with Matt Millen. Mm -hmm. And now I think the culture – is changing, and I, it has changed already.
0: It absolutely has changed. It's from the front office on down through the coaching to the players, It's it seems completely different. They're focused on winning, and they're not out there making excuses or promises for next year or anything like that. They're talking about winning now and doing what it takes. Yeah. Doing now and doing
1: exactly what matters. Here's what Jeff Backus has to say. Obviously, one of the long, almost long, I mean, obviously Jeff Hansen is, but Backus has been around a long time as well here with this team about his Detroit Lions. Says, quote, this team is hardworking. We just put our nose down and come ready to play. We got a talented bunch, and we've got a bunch of playmakers, and that's what we've been doing on offense, is getting the ball to our playmakers and letting them do their thing. Calvin, there's nobody like him. Matthew, he's just becoming what he's going to be. Guys are going to be debating if he's a top quarterback in this league in the next 10 to 15 years. They're a lot of fun to play with, and it is a privilege, end quote. Yeah. And, and Backus, he has seen guys come, and he's seen guys go. And, you know, I mean, he had a record, what, 176 consecutive starts here. Yeah, I know that absolutely. that just got derailed, you know, this season, you know, for a second. But, I mean, Backus has seen it come and go. Raiola has seen it come and go. And this is a young team that, in my opinion, looking at least
0: down down the road in the future can really be someone to contend with year after year. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they're, it's just going to come down to getting the running game completely established and ball camp that defense a little bit better, and they'll be ready to go as a Super Bowl contender within the next two years. No question about it. Let's
1: hope so. And then, now regarding that's where we're going to get to. The Lions are playing the Green Bay Packers here on Sunday, Okay, week 17, January 1st. Now the Packers, they just won again this week. You know, now, you know, 14-1. and uh, 14 and fourteen Obviously, you know, bouncing back after losing to Kansas City. Yeah. The Lions, right now, the sixth seed in the playoffs. Well, actually, technically the fifth seed. Uh, the Falcons tonight are playing the New Orleans Saints. Okay, if the Falcons were to win tonight, again, we would be tied both at 10-5. and five. But since Atlanta has a tiebreaker over us, Atlanta would be the five seed. We would be the sixth seed if the playoffs started today. Now... Let's get into this game with the Packers. Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's a Lions... bigger game than you think it would be since both teams have uh, have clinched the playoff spot and the the Packers have clinched the uh, the bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the animosity from the Thanksgiving game that's certainly I think going to play into it. Yes, with
1: I think so. I think more so
0: than other people do. I just don't think the Packers are a type of team to lay down. Yeah.
1: So you know, one of you know for Sue stomping on one of you know Dietrich's arm. Yeah. I think they're not going to forget about that.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they they've shown, you know, they they like to go out there. They like to show that they're the best team. They, they have not backed down from anybody all season long. As the Super Bowl champs defending, they're getting everybody's best shot week in and week out, and they've taken it to the house on a lot of teams. Yes, they have, yeah. without a doubt.
1: And real fast, I want to ask our listeners, okay, what do you think of the Detroit Lions against the Packers this weekend? I just want to hear your take on it, okay? And give me your take on the Lions' season, 517 3893 That's 517 3893 Give us a call because this game against the Packers is a big deal for both, well, not for both teams, but I think pride-wise for Green Bay. I mean, this is a storied rivalry. You know, we've won, we've lost 20 straight game road games against yeah. the Packers. We haven't won there at Lambeau since 1991. It's. I don't think the Hats are willing to let that streak just die very easily.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I mean, there's always the question when you're talking about resting starters of losing the momentum that you have going. Both of these teams have a lot of momentum going right now. And you don't really want to do too much to screw with that while you're still concerned about the safety and health and keeping guys through. You can't predict injuries. No, but you can't. It's just it's it's a risk that you're gonna have to take. Yeah, and I mean, the Lions may they, have a lot to play for. They they might.
1: I mean, right now, I mean, I'm going with the Saints tonight over the Falcons. I think the Saints take care of business, try to keep up there to get that, you know, number two seed with the Niners. Niners <laughs> winning this weekend, now twelve and three. I think the Saints win and you know, with the Falcons losing here, all we gotta do is win.
0: Yep. Win and on Sunday. Win and get a much easier first-round matchup in and the And that's the
1: thing. I don't want to play the Saints. I don't want to play the Niners. You know, if we get that 5C, we'll play the NFC East division winner and the Giants or the Cowboys. The Giants right now have it, but these two teams play each other.
0: It's going to be winner-take-all for that game yep. next winner week. winner-take-all.
1: Real fast. Who do you got coming out of the NFC East then?
0: Uh, I honestly think that the Giants are going to pull this one out. Okay. Um, yeah, Tony Aromo's got some some issues with some injuries. He's been playing better than Eli, but... You know, you never know with the Giants. They're up and down. They show up a lot of the time. Sometimes they don't. They're they're at home. I think they're going to win it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I got to go with the Giants. Well, I, I'll go with Eli over Tony. I mean, I'll just Eli. I think has been a better more consistent quarterback this season. And I think you know really just guys like Victor Cruz, Branshaw the way he looked this Sunday. I mm-hmm. think you know they've really figured out the running game in a lot of ways. And I think Victor Cruz, one of the most explosive guys in the league, obviously. Yeah. You know, when Eli hits him with that good pass that I'm going to have to go with the Giants. The Cowboys, you know, if Tony Romo was fully healthy, they've just been banged up so bad all year.
0: They've had a Miles lot of Miles Austin, the DeMarco
1: Murray sure. goes down. Felix Jones is down for a long period of time. I mean, it just didn't end for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's definitely true. And yeah, they've, had, they've had their ups and downs as far as uh, just losing big leads yeah, and stuff yep. like that going on. That's been one of their biggest things. Always, it's always a drama with those guys. Yeah,
1: without a doubt. Now, here's what Jim Schwartz, uh, coach of the Lions, says regarding if he's going to be resting his guys coming up in this game on Sunday. He says, quote, we are, play- we are going to play the game to win. It is football. We are going to try to win the game, end quote. And I agree with that, of course. I just still don't believe that unless it's a very close game going into the fourth quarter that you will see Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford on the field. I think, I think that if it's a close enough game, you'll still be content enough with Sean Hill in there. Yeah, I mean, he's you a know? proven
0: backup. He's a really good, one of the better backups in the league, no question. Yeah,
1: because I'm not saying that you're just going to take, you know, Calvin Johnson and just throw him on the sidelines after the first half. Of course you're not going to do that by any means. But in the fourth quarter, yeah, maybe you do take, you know, a Johnson, you take a Stafford, and you set him down. Yeah. And we have enough weapons still in wide receiving court to, get, you know, take care of business. And you just, you, you don't need a cheap play really on the other side as well at this point. You know, things are going to be probably quite chippy. They're going to mm-hmm. be quite emotional. Uh, even still, just because you know it's the end of the season, and it's just it's just it's these two teams. If it was different teams, I would say not say not at all. Yeah, the I Packers know. and the Lions going back to Thanksgiving again. It's just it's going to be a little volatile out there. There's definitely a lot of history going on, right? And now. A lot of cockiness. You got a fourteen two team, and yeah. a team that just clinched their first playoff berth since '99. So I think there's just a lot of emotion still in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Two two very proud teams who keep showing it week after week that they. Uh, they are not backing down from anybody. I don't see why that's changing. No, no I d- I don't see why it would be changing at
1: all either. Um, definitely not. But yeah, the Detroit Lions will be facing the Green Bay Packers here January first, one o'clock at Green Bay. Should be one heck of a ball game. And real fast, all
0: right, Johnny. Who do we have in this game? Uh, I honestly think Green Bay is gonna win this one. I I just don't. I don't quite see us pulling it out. I, I, hopefully, it's close, which is really what I'm I'm looking for. I want us to, you know. Prove that we can stay on the field with these guys, and uh, at least use that to carry into the playoffs. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm going with Green Bay too. I mean, I was really torn today. Um, the Lions really proved a lot to me in this game against the Chargers. But I think you know, playing under a dome against a Chargers team that you know, with their injuries and everything, even though they were hungry, obviously for a win. But every team's hungry for a win each week. That the Chargers team again is not. You know, they're they're a team of their record. Yeah, they, re- they really are a seven and eight type of ball club. In a lot of ways, they'll and fool you with their stats, but yeah, they're not as good
0: as the stats. They're not as here. good.
1: They've had a tough year. I mean, they lost their left and right tackles, which has just had Philip Rivers in distress all season, yeah. uh, with trying to have to get rid of that football. Uh, you know, playing a team like the Packers on the road in Green Bay, twenty-some degree weather. You know, I think you're going to see a close game for a lot long period of it. The Packers haven't destroyed us or blown us out yeah. the last two years. You know, I mean, we only lost by what was it, about 8 uh, eight to 12 points here on Thanksgiving, and we lost 28-26 previously to them last year, you know, uh, at Lambeau, and not to mention beat them 7-3 to three at Ford Field with Matt Flynn pretty much quarterbacking most, most of the, the most of the game with yeah. knocking Aaron Rodgers out. And if the Lions can be ferocious enough, that D-line, to get to Aaron Rodgers and just cause him, put him in a ton of turmoil,
0: the Lions will give themselves a great chance to win. Absolutely, and especially that secondary shows up again. Because that receiving core is phenomenal that they have out there. Uh, Greg Jennings or no, they still got a lot. They still a lot of weapons. You see it with Jordy Nelson, JerMichael, Donald Driver can still get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, orchestrated by Aaron Rodgers, getting all these guys in the right spots. It's it's definitely a tough offense to go against. It definitely
1: is. But yeah, like I said, I mean, I think the Lions. The one thing that could hurt them a little bit is you know this team hasn't again clinched a playoff berth since 1999. None of these guys that have been on this team have ever, you know, really had any playoff experience. You know, I think emotionally you might be a little drained after this huge win at home on Christmas Eve, and it yeah. just might, you might not have enough in the gas tank to beat a team like Green Bay. You just I'm going to go with Green Bay. I won't be shocked in the least if Detroit can pull off a win with the way they did perform this weekend. But, again, like you said, keep enough momentum going into the playoffs. Hopefully the Falcons can do you some favors in losing and just, you know, go from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and even if not, I think we still got a pretty de- decent shot against the New Orleans or somebody in the playoffs too. I think that I think we have a great shot against a team like the Giants or the
1: Cowboys. I think in playing the Niners, we have a shot against that team because they are great defensively. Yeah, offensively, not the greatest. I mean, I will take Matt Stafford over Alex Smith, and I any day yeah, of the absolutely. week. So, you know, I think that, you know, we, we only lost. It was 25-19 that game against the Niners. I think we do have a good shot in that game as well. The Saints scared the crap out of me with Drew Brees and his just, I mean, you know, he's about, what, 305 yards from passing Marino's record yeah, tonight. I mean, he is absolutely an amazing quarterback. He's There's incredible. No about it. Incredible this season. Um, as long obviously as well with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but Drew Brees has just been hitting everybody. It's been just a, a show for him throwing the ball around. Yeah, and to be at the, to play, you know, in the Superdome in the first round of the playoffs, the Lions would have to really pull
0: a rabbit out of a hat, in my opinion. It's just true. It'll win it, the game. It's going to be much tougher, but that's not what we can take care of now. Nope, not worry about it. You
1: just focus on Green Bay next week and see where the cards fall for your wild card spot. But congratulations again to the whole city, Detroit, everybody, every Lions fan, every player. Um, you know, it was a great, great win, and obviously, a, again, a great Christmas present to everyone who's been a fan of this team for as long as a lot of people have. Yeah. Uh, Real fast, no one has confirmed it, yes, but the Lions are expected to sign former Wayne State running back Jaquie Bell off the New Orleans practice squad. Coach Jim Schwartz says of this, quote, I am not going to comment on reports about personnel, end quote but Bell was on a plane bound for Detroit Monday evening, and he's expected to sign either tonight or Tuesday. This is an article from the Detroit News. Again, Schwartz would not indicate anything about Kevin Smith regarding uh, if he had further damage to his ankle on Saturday because Maurice Morris you know, did get a lot of those carries later, later in the game. But uh, Schwartz says of Kevin Smith, quote, it is December and he is nicked up. I thought it was a productive Saturday, and he has given us a big boost this last month end quote. Um, for anyone who doesn't know of Jaquie Bell, cause probably no one does. I'll let you know who he is. Um, Bell hasn't had a single carry in the NFL since signing with the bills as an undrafted free agent in 2010, but he has also spent some time with the Eagles and the Colts. Uh, Bell, who is a Benton Harbor native here of Michigan was a, uh, he was a stud in Wayne state. He rushed for 2084 yards his senior year with 29 touchdowns and he was awarded the top player in the nation in division two. So, uh, not a, not a slouch, maybe just hasn't had a real chance yet.
0: Yeah, you not never know it. with those sort of guys, but it's definitely a depth move.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, again, the Lions need to get as much guys there in running back, just performing well enough to give this team a good shot to win. Again, the Monday night football game tonight is going to be the Atlanta Falcons against the Saints. Falcons trying to keep pace here with the Lions in the wild card, and the Saints also trying to keep pace with the Niners for the number two seed. A little bit else around the league. The Colts get their second win of the season against the Texans. Colts winning 19-16. to Why do we ever get rid of Dan Orlovsky? Yeah, hey, <laughs> I don't know.
0: He is definitely one of the greatest mop-up quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but have just
1: kept him around. <laughs> but uh, the Colts still have the chance at the number one seed if they lose next week. The Texans looking like they're going to get blown out of the playoffs bad. Um, at this point, but we'll see who they end up facing. Uh, the Bills get the best of the Broncos, 40-14. to Tim Tebow's magic has fizzled. Tebow went 13 of 30 passing, 185 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. Um, obviously, they were down, they were whipping the ball around, but at the same time, Tebow didn't look that good.
0: 30, 30 passes is way too much for him at this point. Way too
1: much. He should be throwing Pass 16 that, a game. Yeah. yeah, 15 a game. Definitely. Bengals beat the Cardinals 23 to 16. Bengals right there with the wild card berth. Haven't locked it up yet officially, but they are them and the Steelers right now. Look like the two AFC wild card teams. Titans get the best of the Jags 23 17. Raiders beat the Chiefs 16 13 in overtime on a Janikowski field goal. What's new, Janikowski? He's booting the ball. He's the, boot, the Polish, He's the boot, the Polish boot. He's booting the <laughs> ball around. Uh, the Patriots come back to beat the Dolphins, 27-24. Patriots clinching a first-round bye and coming back and beating the Dolphins. Giants getting best to the Jets, 29-14. Victor Cruz, three receptions, 164 yards through the air, one touchdown. And Bradshaw getting it done, 54 yards on the ground, two TDs. Eli Manning not with his best game by any means, 9-27 of 27 throwing for 225 yards and only one touchdown but enough to get past Mark Sanchez. He threw the ball 59 times. Do you think the Jets will ever win a football game with Mark Chan- Sanchez throwing the ball 59 times? No,
0: no, absolutely not. That's not what they're built for, and that's not where he's at as a quarterback. No, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. I did
1: not know that, so I just looked at it. Okay, Rex Ryan, you got to come up with something else. you got Sean Green on your team. Okay. Uh, let's see the Rams absolutely get annihilated by the Steelers. 27 to nothing's your final. The Rams at 2 and 13 as well with the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, who knows. I mean if the Rams go number 1, I don't think they're drafting Andrew Luck. They did just draft Sam Bradford. They did they 2 years know. ago. We'll see kind of
0: Trade scenarios come out of that cuz that's definitely going to be talked about.
1: Yeah, we will see Vikings beat the Redskins 33-26. Panthers beat the Bucks, 48 to 16. Cam Newton sets the all-time rookie Past season record through for 3,800 yards so far this season. The kid, Absolutely the kid's incredible. Been
0: incredible. He, he's definitely uh, proven me wrong. I didn't think he was going to be all that good, but uh, he has shown it to anyone who doubted him. Anyone. He's, he's a monster. Cam Newton really
1: defi- redefining the game. Uh, the Ravens beating the Browns 20 to 14 and the eagles losing to the cowboys 20 to 7 cowboys tony romo going out very early in this game hitting his hand on an opposing player's helmet um hand looked huge um when he was sitting out there but they're saying he should be well enough obviously for next week's game against the giants we'll see though but the eagles are at seven and eight now And the final game niners end up beating the seahawks 19 to 17 your final there and just real fast i know i think we've all seen it but how about jerome
0: simpson absolutely amazing Doing the flip into the end zone, the flip, sticking the landing, <laughs> absolutely getting up six foot eight inches. I saw they recorded that at. That's, that is incredible.
1: Absolutely incredible. We are going to take a quick break here on the Spartan Sports Wrap. When we do get back, we are going to dive right into Michigan State versus the Georgia Bulldogs. Bowl game coming up here on January 2nd. We'll also get to a little Michigan State College basketball. Pistons are in prime time playing right now. Don't forget the Pacers. NBA's back. Uh, we got a little Red Wings for you, so we got it all. 517-432-3893 is the number. You are listening to the Spartan Sports Rap on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing.
0: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on The Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893 And now... Back to Exposure.
1: Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. Dave and Johnny here with you. We've got about a half hour left in the show. Again, don't forget the phone number, 517 432 3893 is the number. We're going to be discussing the Michigan State Spartans and the Georgia Bulldogs Outback Bowl coming up here. And uh, give us a call. I want to know what you guys think. You got the Spartans or the Bulldogs in this bowl game. And, uh, yeah, let's just dive right in, Johnny. Uh, again, uh, Michigan State faced off against the Wisconsin Badgers here on December 3rd. You know, the inaugural Big Ten Championship game in one of the best bowl games, honestly. Well, not bowl games, excuse me. One of the best games I've ever seen, really. Forty-two to thirty-nine, unfortunately, was the final score. Wisconsin getting the best of Michigan State in just a back-and-forth battle. Michigan State now again will be taking on the Georgia Bulldogs, who also lost in their championship game, losing to the LSU Tigers, absolutely getting beat down, forty-two to seventeen. What do you think of this matchup? i mean we're playing. You know, these are two teams that lost their championship. You know, games both ten and three, fifth-ranked best defense for Michigan State, third uh, third best. Ranked defense for Georgia. I mean, what do we think going in here?
0: Well, it's, I mean, Georgia is an interesting team. They, uh, you know, start out the year very poorly and really haven't beaten a lot of great teams, but they've beaten a lot of solid, uh, you know, middle of the pack SEC competition, which is no joke in itself. They, uh, when they have played the top teams, the LSUs, the Boise's, the South Carolinas, they really uh, haven't shown up that well. Well, no, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at their schedule. Uh, they started the season off losing to Boise State
1: 35-21 to at home. It wasn't really that close. I remember watching no, that game. It wasn't. They really got beat down. Then they lose the next week again at home to South Carolina. South Carolina, a very good team. Don't get me wrong. Right. Losing 45-42. Yeah. That was a good game. But then they beat Coastal Carolina at home. Nothing. At Old Miss, nothing. Mississippi State's not that great this year at all. At Tennessee with the win, at Vanderbilt with the win. That's a pretty decent win. Yeah. Versus Florida, Florida wasn't anything special this year. No. Then they beat New Mexico State. I guess you could say their best victory might be against Auburn. They beat forty-five yeah. to seven in uh you know on a November twelfth.
0: Auburn or, or Vanderbilt, are really, or Georgia Tech. They all, did
1: beat Georgia Tech there. You know, thirty-one to seventeen at Georgia Tech. That probably really is their most impressive victory because I think Georgia Tech is better than Auburn, really. But I mean this is a team that really hasn't beat anyone anyone spectacular.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh and I mean the Spartans definitely have some better victories on their record uh and Honestly, I kind of wish that we got to play uh, Wisconsin one more time and finish off that series because those were the two best games that I saw all year. All year. Were between Michigan State and and Wisconsin.
1: They were incredible football games in, honestly, every sense of the word. I mean, they were just so down to the wire. I know this is a different sport, but I always go back to it. You know, the playing game in 2009 with the Tigers and the Twins, like on that level of just – so exciting for every second of Even the Even when
0: your team loses, you know that you witnessed something that was just really special to watch. Yes. I'll never forget
1: those games. Yeah, win or lose. Obviously, probably more because we lost. I, well, okay. I won't forget them. I just can't forget them. They're, well, they're just well-played games. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, okay, Michigan State is playing in the Outback Bowl. Yeah.
0: But let's get over it. I've said it before. It doesn't matter, okay? You've got to beat the team that's in front of you. And it's, you know, it's an SEC team. A chance this is a win that kind of solidifies this year and solidifies state on that uh, national picture, really. Exactly.
1: And I think that's the most important thing here for Michigan State is that what do we hear time and time again? We all complain that Michigan State does not get this national exposure. They don't get the national respect mm-hmm. as a program. When why would we not? We were 11-2 and last year. You know, we're a team right now at 10-3. and Could be 11-3 and to finish it out. Why wouldn't this? Well, it's because they haven't won a bowl game since two thousand and one, when they beat Fresno State there in Silicon Valley, forty-four to thirty-five. They got absolutely beat down by Alabama last year, which I don't think anyone probably could have beat Alabama last year. No, kind of fluky. They had a few fluky losses in a lot of ways. I think they were one of the best teams in the country. And we end up playing them.
0: Yeah, that that was a definitely team of a tough, NFL players. Tough, tough uh, matchup to get last year. This one's a little bit more favorable. Yes, it's definitely more favorable. Again, you
1: have two defenses that are absolutely dominant. Fifth ranked best best defense for Michigan State doing a great job holding opponents to only 390 total yards, though. Okay, but overall, this is a team that really gets down dirty. Jarrell Worthy, an
0: absolute monster, up front. Yeah, I mean this kid's going to be in the NFL, hands down. Absolutely, I love that guy, and, and and really the defense throughout is is just very solid. We got some good, uh, good, solid seniors in the secondary. We got Johnny Adams out there, who I've always liked. You know, it they're they're definitely uh, an incredible defense. And what's going to come down to is the fact that I just think our offense is better than George's is.
1: Yeah, and, and I, exactly, and I think that's the thing. I think defensively, it's going to kind of nullify everything out. Yeah, I think everything's very similar there, but you. Again, I'll take Kirk Cousins over Aaron Murray. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's that's my big thing. Cousins completing sixty five percent of his plat passes this season, throwing for three thousand yards, twenty four touchdowns, seven interceptions. Aaron Murphy, Murray, excuse me, didn't have a bad year by any means. Fifty eight percent completion percentage, twenty eight hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns, twelve picks.
0: Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid year, but it's not anything that really just jumps out at you. And with Cousins, you know that he's just a, a fantastic quarterback at getting through games. Uh, great completion percentage. He's hitting everybody out there, you know, and uh, not throwing the ball away too much, you know. No, he's not. I mean, if you look at Kirk
1: Cousins, um, you know this. You know, he's led his Spartan team that's averaged 38.6 points and 433 yards of offense over the last five games. Yeah which that alone is very great. You look at his game there against Wisconsin, 22 of 30 passing for 281 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. On the biggest stage in the first championship game, yeah. Cousins is as calm and collected as ever.
0: He it, it absolutely was, and it, it showed. And they, the whole team is is a lot like that. I mean, we've got playmakers out there who know how to step up when the game's really on the line. I mean, you know, Keyshawn Martin is a guy I always like to pick out because he does things that nobody else does on the football field. And, he, you know, he'll come through with big touchdowns for you, fighting his way into the end zone in some of the craziest ways that you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And and then you got your little uh, hookups between uh, B.J. Cunningham and Keith Nickel, which are always exciting to see. You can just tell that the team prepares for those late-game situations, prepares to be in games and to pull them out when you need to. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. And I think Michigan State, again, they you have to win this
1: year to just prove to the country that you're worthy of that discussion. You can't gripe
0: about something
1: when you haven't won Absolutely. it and earned it.
0: Yeah, because those, you know, the bowl games, that's when you're on the national stage more than anything. When you're on the national stage against a team that's not from the Big Ten, it's got a broader appeal because people in the South will be watching it. Oh yeah. You know, your random guys out in West or wherever might be tuning into and uh, you're going to get a much broader audience against a team that people know, and I, we should win this game. I think we will, and that's what's really going to help vault this program up. Exactly. I mean, Coach
1: D'Antonio is obviously built. He's, you know, he's starting to solidify his recruits in just a culture here. He's been doing it for the last you know five years, and it's something obviously that needs to be maintained. This bowl game is so important. Uh, the last time we did play Georgia was in 2009 in the Capital One Bowl, when Matt Stafford led the Georgia Bulldogs to beating the Spartans 24-12 to in a disgusting first half where we were at 6-3. I remember this game was a
0: disgusting game. And Absolutely. then Stafford
1: comes out and does what I thought. He just, okay, he needs to score two more touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and I, and I kind of see the exact opposite happening this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the way it's probably going to be tough for these offenses to really get going against two incredible defenses, best in the country or up around, amongst them. And... Uh, but i just see the the leadership that we have with cousins and the playmakers that we have at receiver and at, at running back uh starting to take their toll in the second half and you know come out and show who they are yeah i mean i think the spartans at this point have the they have the exact group
1: they want to go and make this run and prove to the nation that they are who they say they are. Uh, Trenton Robinson discussing, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten. He's a defensive back here for the Spartans, said, quote, everybody thinks the SEC is better than the Big Ten, and you know how it goes. So to go out there and get this win, it would be great for our program, end quote. And that's exactly it. You know, you need to prove to the country that, okay, you know, you are a team that is on that same level as Michigan. You want to get to that point. Absolutely. Where that people discuss Michigan State in the same you know air of you know brevity is like this is that kind of team that is always in contention, always has solid recruits. You know they play a sound game of you know just run the ball effectively, yep. whip the ball through the air when you you know you set up the play action. You want, you want
0: these these ten and three seasons to be. The standard, yeah. You know, ten and three th- is th- a season where you maybe that. even stumbled a little. Yeah, you exactly. maybe you stumbled
1: a little. Then that's okay, but you don't want to regress and become that seven and five, seven and six ball club again. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be better again. The only other time the Bulldogs and Spartans faced off was in nineteen eighty nine in the Gator Bowl. Bulldogs beat them as well, thirty four to twenty seven. Last year, Georgia did lose though to Central Florida in the Liberty Bowl, ten to six. And Georgia has won eleven of its last team, uh, of its last fourteen bowl appearances but again real fast on Jarrell Worthy I want to just congratulate this kid he made the first team all-american for the defensive line he's the first guy from Michigan State from the defensive line since Bubba Smith yeah. in 1966 so congratulations Jarrell Worthy to be in great company not only if you want to star in a police film <laughs> yeah. but you know just being a great D lineman and being on some of the best
0: teams that the Michigan State Spartans have ever seen so uh, you got a score for me uh, yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere in the range of maybe a twenty-eight, thirteen, or something like that. One of those uh, closer first half, and we start to pull away with a couple of scores. No, I get, I definitely,
1: I like that there. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go twenty-four. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go twenty. No, twenty-seven, thirteen. All right, twenty-seven, thirteen, two-score game. I think you're. Yeah, I mean,
0: because I, I think Georgia's going to get their own to a degree. Right? Oh, absolutely. The, the, I mean, they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. It's going to happen. And these are. Two quality teams. This isn't, you know, playing a Central or somebody like that. No, I just think they're ready to come out and play
1: real fast again right now. And this game's probably going to be ending here very soon. But Missouri is taking on North Carolina in the AdvoCare V100 Independence Bowl. So like a sentence now to say what bowl it is. I mean, jeez. Uh, let's see. Uh, tomorrow you're gonna have Western Michigan against Detroit, uh, against Purdue in the Little Caesars Bowl. As well as tomorrow you'll have Louisville take on NC State in the Bellic Bowl. And the Military Bowl is on Wednesday with Toledo against Air Force. I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna say the rest of them because I'll be talking forever. But uh, we're gonna go to a couple real big ones, real fast. Just talk about those briefly. Moving on to Alabama, LSU. Let's just go to the championship game right now. That's the one that we really have? need to talk about. I mean, uh, I'll talk I, about it next week more, but I just want to—I just want to get your opinion
0: yeah. while you're here. I—I I, I will say I really think that uh, LSU is an incredible team this year. I think that defense that they have is absolutely phenomenal. Probably tons of NFL players on it. Yeah. And I—I I think that they're gonna pull this one out. Uh, it's going to be a better game than their first meeting, and uh, you know a lot of the people who uh, you know were, were against it on that reason. I think uh, you know they're they're going to be a little surprised. I think it'll be a little higher scoring, but I expect LSU to pull it out.
1: Yeah, I think LSU as well. Uh, I just think that yeah, the way they played this season is really barred none, and that you know I mean their corner, uh, what's his name, Ryan uh, Terrain, yeah, is absolutely incredible. Um, That kid out there, I mean, he's absolutely amazing defensively. LSU overall, I just think they have a little more power to them, and uh, they'll end up getting it done. I, I'm going to go with LSU in less miles. It's enough, Nick Saban. I really don't like either of your teams, <laughs> but I will go with LSU in this game. As well as some of the other big games, All-State Sugar Bowl, that is uh, January 3rd at 8.30 p.m., with the Michigan Wolverines facing the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, I don't want to talk about this for long. I got Michigan, though. I think Virginia Tech's a piece of junk at 11-2. Had to be one top-ranked team this season. Uh, I don't know how. They played in just a weak ACC. I mean, other than Clemson, who Clemson kind of, you know, started to show a lot of signs of weakness towards the end. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan there in the Sugar Bowl. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, the – you know the ACC is just giving their sacrificial lamb again this year. It looks like with the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. They got the best match they could against Michigan because they're probably the second weakest BCS team. But still, uh, still, coming out of the Big Ten like they did in and, and first season with Brady expectations exactly. With, with Brady Ten and two. I mean, and you incredible that. Season, that man credit definitely. Yeah, He's I thought that, He's yeah, pretty like good I, guess I thought they deserved to go to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I think I mean, so why too. Not? I think I think that you know I mean it's, if it's a certain other but the team bowl system make it, the way but, it is that's the way it is so yeah, you, you know you can't
1: you can't be mad about the money can't fight sure. it can't fight it and then Stanford versus Oklahoma State in the
0: Tostadas Fiesta Bowl what do you got there I got Oklahoma State um, I mean Stanford I think has. You know, the great quarterback, and they're a solid team all around, but Oklahoma State almost had their own argument for being in the national championship game. Yeah, they did. Uh, they didn't
1: lose to the Cyclones.
0: Yeah, after a huge uh, tragedy happened on campus for them, too, which I know. is something that I think a lot of people have forgotten about. It's true. So, yeah, it's I true. think I think Oklahoma State might walk in that one. Yeah, I'm going to go
1: with Oak State too. I just think offensively, uh, Stanford's not the greatest team defensively by any means. Yeah, and, and I think
0: you. Weedon and Blackman out there.
1: Shoot, if you shoot out between Luck and, you know, uh, you Weedon, know, uh, or uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with that. Oak State, going to go with them. Last one, because I don't want to talk about any of these bowl games. We'll talk about them <laughs> later. Uh, Wisconsin versus
0: Oregon uh, in the Rose Bowl. Obviously, Wisconsin getting the bid. Who do you have in this one? In this one, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, actually. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to be another case of Oregon with teams having time to practice the against, you know, practice for that offense. It's not quite surprising, and uh, I, like, I like Wisconsin's offense a lot themselves. So yeah, I'm Wisconsin,
1: take them. yeah, they just look so good there in the Big Ten game, and, I mean, I know Oregon with Michael James, and, uh, you know, they have talent, but I think the Big Ten is having one of their stronger years. Yes, Ohio State is down right now. Yeah, but really, when you're looking at Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, um, you know Nebraska, Nebraska, even. Penn State, even mm-hmm. like I think the Big Ten's pretty strong this year. I'm going to go with Wisconsin as well. I think uh, you're going to see another good bowl showing uh, from the Big Ten this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I mean to make up for last year, but yeah. but I could definitely see it happening, especially uh, with these top flight bowls. Yeah,
1: I hope so. So again, that would be the Michigan State Spartans taking on the Georgia Bulldogs on uh, what that's going to be on Monday. January 2nd, -hmm. so actually that game's at 1 1 p.m. Monday, so we'll be here to talk about it after the fact, so... Well, we'd be very happy or very angry. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Come Monday at 7 p.m. roughly, but uh, we're gonna move on real quickly. Talk a little bit about college basketball. The Michigan State Spartans right now are about to head into conference play here Wednesday, December 28th against the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, should be a very good game here between Michigan State and Indiana. Indiana undefeated at 12 and 0 and ranked 15th in the coaches', coaches poll. Michigan State is number 17th in the country at 11-2. Just coming off a win here on December 22nd against Lehigh, 90-81. to 81. Didn't play the best first half, only shot around 34% from the field, but really getting it going a lot better in the second half. Michigan State really figuring it out. Keith Applin scored 19, Draymond Green added 16. Double digits from a lot of guys. Brandon Dawson scored 14 for us. Even Austin Thornton getting in there, adding 11 points. Green as well had eight. Uh, Green had 10 boards to go with his 16 points. So uh, Michigan State winning now their 11th straight game after having you know two tough non-conference losses to North Carolina on the aircraft carrier and the Duke Blue Devils at Madison Square Garden to kick the season off. You know, this is a very, very exciting game, in my opinion, to start the season off, at it, least start the conference playoff, excuse me. Um, I'm very jazzed up about, you know, Tom Crean again, you know, Tom Izzo, you know, disciple versus mentor, you know, this an Indiana team that is just, they're playing phenomenally right now. They absolutely um, are. I mean, let's just talk about this game for a second coming up. Again, this game's going to be Wednesday here at the Breslin Center. Uh, tip-off for that game will be 7.30 p.m., I mean, what do we? I mean, what do you think of Michigan State here? Because I mean, I think that this team is maturing
0: leaps and bounds. Yeah, when they started are. this season two months ago. I mean, they've really come together. Draymond Green is carrying this team on his back right now, doing a little bit of everything. And uh, but we're starting to get a lot of these younger guys to come up and, and play a lot better themselves. I I, I got the feeling with uh, you know some of the freshmen that we have like uh, Trice and and uh, Brandon Dawson out there. They they might have been a little bit in awe on aircraft carrier playing North Carolina and stuff (laughs) like that. So they've they've certainly grown up. I mean, I really like this kid Trice. Uh, Trice is he's hit the most threes for us, you know, for anybody on the team so far, and and hitting a good percentage of them out there. He's looked really good, a good backcourt mate for Appling. and um, yeah, the team team is definitely coming together. Getting strong contributions from a lot of guys, which is what you like to see from a Tom Izzo led team. Sixth in the nation in rebounding, sixth in the nation again. What rebounding new? ball, great. Yeah, what it's, is new? And what getting I'm getting back to that actually. Yeah, and
1: what I'm much more impressed with at the same time because rebounding, you kind of get used to it. It's yeah. always they're always good at it. But the assists, uh, they ranked 12th in the whole nation in assists. Yeah, and I've talked about it before that you know they've really. You know, with guys like Appling and Trice and Dawson and these guys handling the ball there, you know, they move the ball around very well.
0: They do, they do. And, and then- I think
1: that's why you've seen a lot of great looks here. That guys like Absolutely. Draymond are getting Derek Nix down yeah. low, and I think that
0: alone is really making this team very tough to defend. Absolutely, yeah, they're they're able to work it inside out too with uh, Draymond being one of the best passing forwards in you know NCAA basketball right now. That's right, Magic Johnson. Yeah, and and yeah, if you look at the assists, you know per game, nobody's averaging more than three five, but you got a few guys in that you know two and a half to three and a half range, which is you know pretty impressive to see when you got like four or five guys up there like that.
1: Yeah. No, Not. without a doubt. And Tom so Here's a little quote, quick quote from him regarding his team. He says, "quote We are better, but I like to tell my team I still don't I, don't I still don't think we are near where we need to get. But I also think a lot of teams are like that right now. I don't think we are a lot better than a lot of people, but I don't think we are a lot worse than a lot of people either. It, it is there for the taking. If we finish the preseason off with a win, we are 11 and two, and that is a hell of a start. Especially where we came from, it gives us good momentum going into the conference." End quote. Again, this was right before they end up beating Lehigh. But nonetheless, this is a team that's growing, that's maturing. Yeah. That That's why, again, I love when Tom Izzo schedules these tough opening non-conference games because it gives a team like that, like you said, maybe a little bit in awe. The presidents here running an aircraft carrier. There's more cameras than I've ever seen. Yeah you know, it's a little bit, you know, just over, it's, just it's, boom.
0: It's not going to be like that again unless you're in the final four, basically is the way that's going to work out. So it, it is, you know, you, you end up losing that game, but it's probably a good learning experience down the road for those guys just to get get over that initial jitters that, that every young player is going to have. Exactly. It's a young team, but again, Tom Izzo, you know, preaches
1: responsibility and, you know, obviously just, you know, knowing your role and being mature, I think it's very important. And yep. Tom Izzo is one of the best guys out there at developing young minds And, you know, getting the best out of his guys,
0: I think, you know, especially a senior
1: in Dawson, having that kind of just coming, coming up leadership
0: and playing, you know, I mean, we saw it a little bit, uh, you know, we've seen it from seniors before on this team, but he's definitely really stepped it up. And it's it's the sort of thing that you need to have this whole team in general just seems with the character and personnel issues that we had last year. They obviously made that a point of uh, emphasis this year to to be a good team, to be a core, and you see it in the assists, and you just see it in the way that this team seems happy to play together. It seems like they, they seem really very like comfortable, each other. Yeah.
1: on the court these days. I think everyone's yeah really melding very well with each other, and I you know with a team like this, yeah, you know we looked at the Big Ten, the Big Ten's very solid this year. Obviously, you, gotta have, you have to play Michigan twice, you're gonna have to play a tough Wisconsin team twice. Indiana, Ohio, Ohio State, State, all the top teams Minnesota's not going to be bad at all. Yeah. Purdue's always someone to watch out for to a degree, but at the same time, you're gonna you get to March Madness. You get there, and you know what? It doesn't matter if you're you know 24 and eight, or if you're 26 and you know six. You got to be on the bracket. You got to be in the bracket. Obviously, you want the best seed possible, but I don't really find usually the much big a big difference between a five to like a seven seed. It's it's certainly true. It's very similar. You know, I just think you need to see this team grow. I just want to see them keep improving. And now you're going to have some tough competition, which this will is, only make them more prepared for the tournament.
0: It should, and we'll really find out a lot about this team if this team is really going to be the sort of team that can make a lot of moves in the tournament or not. And it's really these first few games, we have Indiana, who has their own question marks. Then we go and play at Nebraska, and after that at Wisconsin, which is always such a tough game at Wisconsin. For
1: that's going to be a tough one. And that'll, be, and that'll be really good. Again, yeah, a three-game stretch there, the 28th of December, the 31st, and then January 3rd. I think, yeah, you'll get a decent idea. And then all you uh, Spartan fans and Wolverine fans, get ready for the first matchup between them January 17th. It's going to be at the Chrysler Arena out there in Ann Arbor. So uh, it should be a great
0: game. That will be one to look forward to, to circle on the calendar, for sure. This is, I think uh, MSU and Michigan are two evenly matched teams this year. That uh, you, It's reflected in the rankings, but I think it's really true. Without a doubt. But again, the Michigan State Spartans playing here at home
1: at the Breslin Center December 28th, this Wednesday. 7.30 is the tip-off if you guys want to go or watch it on TV. But we are going to move on real fast to the NBA The team I love, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Actually playing right now against the Indiana Pacers. I could look it up, but there's five minutes left. I'll look it up after (laughs) to see how they're doing. But nonetheless, the Detroit Pistons are kicking it off here against the Indiana Pacers. The 66 game, shortened season. Uh, You know, the Pistons did come up with their starting lineup tonight. For all of you that aren't watching it right now, Rodney Stuckey, Ben Gordon, Tayshaun Prince, Greg Monroe, and Jonas Jarebko. So, uh, you know, should be a great, you know, I'm just so excited the NBA's back. You know, we saw a kickoff here on on Christmas, you know, with a great game between the Knicks and the Celtics.
0: And the Lakers. The Lakers and, and the, the Bulls was a
1: great game. The Miami game against the
0: Mavericks was a boring blowout. But Miami looked incredible. They did. They looked absolutely amazing. Um you know, just seeing them up and down the court, they were destroying the Mavericks for a lot of the game and ended up looking a lot closer than it really ever was. No, without a doubt. And, I mean,
1: yeah, back to the New York game, I mean, Carmelo Anthony putting up 37 points. Rondo doing a great job with yeah. 31, but New York ended up getting the best of Boston, 106-104. to 104. Kevin Garnett missing about a 10-foot jumper there on the baseline at the end of the game. Again, Miami beat Dallas 105-94. That score is not reflective at all of the absolute beatdown, again, yeah. that the Mavericks took. Uh, LeBron James, 37 points, 10 boards. Absolutely a monster out there. The Chicago Bulls besting the Los Angeles Lakers, 88-87, to on a last and second attempt from Derrick Rose. Well, yeah. left four seconds on the clock, but, but getting uh, it up over Pogasol, the one-handed floater, I mean, absolutely
0: A great move. You know, He topped a, a, a fantastic move by Kobe going down in, into the post over two guys and hitting a turnaround jump shot. Uh, moments before that, and then Kobe just was not able to get it done with four seconds left driving the lane and getting the, the ball rejected. Well, I mean, everyone closed on him, and you I knew mean, he was getting the ball, yeah. that's, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and I just, you know, you see the, the four guys closed on him. I see Derek Fisher right behind him. I just, yeah. what I thought, I thought he was going to act like he was cutting and just Dish off the D Fish for a jump shot. You thought that might I happen. I really started, I mean, it's so easy in hindsight again to say these things, but it just looked like they were really all, I mean, they're like four, you know, guys closing yeah. in on four bowls, left, the, like everyone else the open. The
0: question I think really is going to be for the Lakers, they don't have that other ball handler in the backcourt who can create things for himself to take some of that pressure off of Kobe. They don't right you now. You can get it to Gasol, and he's a fantastic player, but in the last moments, it's usually the guard you want taking that shot, and you know it's going to be Kobe or nobody else.
1: Yeah, no you definitely do and the Lakers like I I still think that they are not done making moves of course. I think Jerry Buss and I think that organization the, I don't think the, you're, you're going to see this for that long of a period of time with the Lakers yeah. not having that you know, you know, that better backcourt.
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to do something. They're I mean, going to make a move. I just think you will see that happen. You're going to see a lot of jumping around in the NBA here after What's about new? a month. Leapfrog. Leapfrog there in the NBA. Yeah,
1: the next game was Oklahoma City versus Orlando. 97-89, your final. Oak City getting the win. Durant putting up 30 points. Great job by uh, Oak City. Obviously going to be one of the top-tier teams in the West this year. Honestly, I probably got them going to the championship it's, game. It's,
0: it definitely is a good bet.
1: It's uh They're going to be good. And, again, for the final showing, the L.A. Clippers taking on Golden State. Clippers winning 105-86. to This game much closer than the score actually is indicative of. Uh, the Clippers just blowing it open at the end. Chauncey Billups, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan with a career-high eight blocks.
0: Yeah, that kid is just amazing jumping around out there. He's a good compliment to Griffin.
1: Oh, absolutely great. Again, the Pistons are playing right now against the Indiana Pacers. The Pistons then play their next game here on the 28th. On Wednesday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then they will be back at the Palace, I know, for New Year's Eve. I know they have one other game in there, but they're going to be playing on New Year's Eve at the Palace here. December 31st against the Pacers again. So uh, go Detroit, back to the NBA basketball. Um, You look at the NBA and the ratings they got. I knew it would be nice, and of course it had to. They had a 6.5 overnight rating, trailed only by a 7.3 that they got for last year's games between the Heat and Lakers showdown and also between Miami and L.A. in 2004, received a
0: 7.9. So some of their highest ratings ever. Yeah, and you, you kind of came to expect that. I mean, people have been sort of clamoring for basketball to get started once that lockout was over. People were getting ready. You know, this might be something the NBA might want to do more often, honestly. Exactly. Nobody I, cares about the first few we weeks I know, we joked about it,
1: and but honestly, the more and more I talk about it, I kind of lean that way. Yeah. Let's start this season on, you know, let's start on December 25th, 66 games. Yeah. Okay, you're still going to have enough time for your training camps and for all your stuff ahead of time. Absolutely. But you know what? Football's coming to an end. People are all jazzed up about the NBA was
0: the only thing on. I think people are more excited with a limited amount of games. Exactly. It makes the games be more, if you can spread them out a little bit longer, then it's going to cut down on the wear and tear throughout the season, and each game's going to be more meaningful. Yeah, much more meaningful, and I think you're going to see. The, I mean,
1: I'm excited. You got the Pistons right now. You know, I have them going like 31 and 35 this season, and that'll probably that could even be enough to somehow sneak in. You don't it, know. It might be. That might be around the
0: cutoff point for that eight It Really, or it could
1: be like 33 and 33. Yeah, 500 type record. But real fast, because we got to go here in about 20 seconds, I just want to let you guys know the Detroit Red Wings will be playing the Nashville Predators this evening at Nashville, 8 o'clock on Fox Detroit. Check that out if you want to. Wish we had more time to get there, but we don't. want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the Spartan Sports Wrap this evening. Johnny, pleasure having you on, man. No, it was
0: great to be back in town anytime I'm
1: around. Anytime, man. Obviously, you're more than welcome to come on. The Asian Invasion is coming up next, so don't miss out. For everyone here at the Spartan Sports Rap, my name is Dave. And I'm Johnny. And you guys have a great 2012. Happy New Year's. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Rap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.